Free at your bedside on Channel One. At Coventry Hospital Radio marked its 40th anniversary last week and I'm one of the uh, the ambassadors for the radio station and I went along to have uh, to enjoy a party with some of the volunteers at Coventry Hospital Radio last Friday night. It was a fantastic night, Christ the King. Uh, it was really lovely to meet so many people and I got a chance to speak to lots of folk including this lovely man, Gary Davis from Binley, who's a volunteer on uh, volunteer presenter on the radio station. And I thought it was interesting so I thought we'd get him along to have a chat with you as well. Hello, Gary. Hello, Vicar. You're right. Yes, I've, does everybody, when you're on the radio, go, ooh, Gary Davis on yes. your radio? Yeah. I've had that for about the last 20 years now. Have you? Yeah. Oh, bless as you. As soon as I tell people what my name is, I'll say, Jingle gets your idea at me. Ooh, Gary Davis. Well, it, you know, it could it could be worse. You could actually be like um, Gary Davis. Actually, he must have been probably one of the big movers and shakers in the 80s. When I wonder what he's doing now. Mm. I don't know, he went on to like community commercial radio and stuff like that, didn't he? Did he? I don't, he had loads of hair. Yeah, well, a bit more than me. I, I <laughs> couldn't possibly comment on uh, on that, yeah. Gary. Uh, so how long have you been volunteering at the radio station? Two and a half years now, I've been doing it. Goodness me, goodness me. And you do two shows a week? Two shows a week, Wednesdays and a Friday. And what kind of show is it you do? Well, it's mainly 60s. Friday's totally 60s, that's what the show's called. But Wednesdays is like requests, any requests that come in and anything from the 1960s. Right the way through up to present day. Who's your favourite? Favourite, if I wanted to say anything, it's the Shadows. Really? For instrumentals, yeah. How interesting. And my Uncle Martin's crazy about the Shadows. You prefer instrumentals? I prefer instrumentals. Really? If I was really listening to it and I had a choice, it would be an instrumental I'd go for. Wow. That's unusual. It really... Not many instrumentals, especially nowadays, um, Mm. chart, do they? No. I was listening to a brilliant... uh, Just going off on an aside. A brilliant track the other day, and I can't remember what it is, but it's got a brilliant steel guitar on it. Big hit in either the late 50s or early 60s. It'll come to me in a minute. And I thought then, nobody does instrumentals anymore and it's kind of a shame it'll come to me in a minute what it is but they don't do instrumentals anymore you're quite right um anyway gary the reason we asked you in is really um to hear your story because when we got chatting about your your work with hospital radio it's kind of almost been been a bit of a savior for you really in in recent years hasn't it because you use a wheelchair i mean i mean the wheel permanently in a wheelchair yeah Mm. so tell us what happened to you i had a stroke in 2003 which was sort of knocked me off my feet a little bit, weakened me one side, my right hand side, where I was able to get around on a stick and any long distance. Was, yeah, I was in a wheelchair for long distances. But after that, my life sort of totally changed. I had to sort of reverse it and go on another path, as they said to me. Instead of going along the main road, you're going along a country lane sort of thing. So- and from there, I'd, everything sort of kicked in. I mean, I'd, we had a uh, care company come in. I don't know if you've heard of Headways, they were called. Mm. We had the carers coming from there. And they put me like on, well, they enrolled me on an art course to start with because they'd seen some of my drawings and stuff like that I'd done. And they enrolled me on an art course and I managed, after about 12 months, to get an OCN in art for drawing and painting off that one. Wow. And I thought, well, if I could succeed at that, I'm going to succeed at quite a few other things. And what else did you try? It was mainly painting and drawing, but I was doing that, I got the OCN for that and then I had another stroke then in 2006. Holy cow. And that sort of took the whole of my right hand side there I can't move my right hand side now so and that must have been devastating to sort of try and rebuild your life first time round after that that first stroke and finally you sort of you feel like you're on top of it and you're doing your art and it turns out you're really good you, you've always been quite keen on art oh yeah 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 uh, and got really good at it and then all of a sudden that's sort of taken away from you again it, it's it, mm. I don't it, it, 
must have been a difficult thing to try and come to terms with. It's been the with. same all the way along. As soon as I get to a sort of peak and then something comes along and just kicks me backwards again. But I'll just keep going onwards and upwards. Keep keep sort of battling and, yeah. and fighting on. So so after the, the last stroke, it left you completely unable to use the, the right hand side. side. So yeah. what was that like? A bit hard to start with because I'd always relied on my right hand side. And then they said, well, you can always start trying to do it with your left hand side, doing, you know, doing all the drawings and paintings and stuff with my left hand which I tried, and it wasn't up to the standard I'd got up to, so I just let it go. Because and it were, because it was as good as what I used to do. I didn't want to do it anymore, so... So you couldn't do that, and you were also a musician as well, weren't you? Yeah, I started when I was about 14 or 15 playing the trumpet. And obviously you had to, to give that up as well, because you, you tried playing a trumpet one-handed, didn't you? Yeah, I tried doing it with my left hand. It's not You can't actually do it. After you got used to practising with your right hand, doing all the valves and everything... You just can't do it with your left hand anymore. Well, apart from anything, trumpet is is it's a quite heavy thing to hold, isn't it? To try and balance it one-handed yeah. was always going to be is always going to be quite yeah, tricky. Yeah, plus the stroke affecting my lip as well, so you can't actually get the lip going on the mouthpiece for the trumpet either. And if you don't mind me saying, you're not very old, are you? No, I'm 54 now. You're 54 now. So how old were you? 45 when my first stroke. Oh my goodness! That's yeah. so, saying that there was no help. I mean, for my age group, there was no help whatsoever. Really? That age group. Anybody younger sort of seemed to get groups and things they could go to. And the older community, if they'd had a stroke, could get groups. But I was just stuck in the limbo in the middle. And there was just nothing for my age group at all that could do anything. It's very difficult, isn't it? That sort of early middle age. Because yeah. that's what 45 I mean, is. There's, there's a few people turned around to me and said, well, you're too young to have had a stroke. So they left you to so it? So they just left me to it. Yeah, my own resources and that was it. Blimey neck. So, so you were relying. I mean, I met your your lovely sister yeah, on yeah. Uh, on Friday night, relying on sort of family and friends to to try and help keep you buoyed. Yeah, goodness. Mm. So you had the, the the second stroke, and that left you unable to use the whole right hand side of your body. And that you say in the other night, you you've been you were left really frustrated and didn't kind of know where to turn. Next. Yeah, so I was just left at home basically doing nothing. I didn't know what to do with my time or anything like that. And then a friend of mine, I mean, it's how I got started off in hospital radio. A friend of mine was doing it. He'd been doing it for some years now. What's his name? Peter. Peter Fitzgerald. Well, as he introduced himself to you, Friday night, Sweet Pete. Sweet Pete, yeah. Yeah. He got me into it. He told me to come up there and have a look around and see what it was like in the studio. So I went up there and I started training. I've been there ever since sort of thing. I mean, it's twice a week I do a show, but I'm up there, you can say I'm up there some, some, some weeks. I'm up there five times a week. Really? Doing different things in there. What, what what was it about being at the hospital radio station that sort of that attracted you? It gave you a new lease of life? It just it got me out meeting people again, going around the wards, meeting people. And I felt as though I was giving a service back. So everything I'd got off people, off the hospital and that, I felt as though I was giving a service back to the people in the hospital again. And and so what does it? what's the feeling it gives you? What does it do for you being there at the hospital? It, it gives you a sense of worth, I think. I mean, when you go around, you go around the wards when you're doing your show, you're getting requests and all that sort of stuff. You go around afterwards and they're all saying, oh, yeah, I heard you. Thanks for saying so-and-so, so-and-so. You feel as though you're actually doing something for somebody else. It takes my mind off everything I've got, really. Yeah, well, it, well precisely, it takes away the, the time to do I mean, how are you? are you? Are you OK? Is there a risk of another stroke? They've always said there's a risk of another stroke, but it could kick in and it couldn't kick in. It's just one of them things. Whether they just said that because I've had the two... And so another one could kick in worse than that, but touch wood, nothing's happened since. Fingers crossed. You won't find much wood in here. It's all no. for mica, <laughs> but you might have to re reach over to me and my head. That might be the, the best we can manage. So hopefully, hopefully you're going to be okay. But in the meantime, volunteering at the hospital radio station really has given you a, a new lease of new life. New lease of life, yeah. Which is which is incredible because you think you, we know that it's a great service 
for the for the people listening to it. But it hadn't occurred to me before Friday what a great service it is for a lot of the volunteers as well. Yeah, I mean, most most of the volunteers up there, I mean, they'd, they'd go into the hospital. Any time you'd ask them to go up there, if you phoned them up and says, oh, can you come in and do something now? They'd come in if they've got the time to do it for you. But every one of them, it don't matter what you ask them to do, they're there straight away to help everybody else in there. Well, one thing I did notice on Friday night was a real sort of sense of community and friendliness. A lot of people, like people like Pete, who you mentioned before, who introduced the radio station yeah. to you, he's been there for donkeys, hasn't he? Well, I think it's about five or six years Pete's been there now. Mm. I mean, the, long, the longest serving one, I think, at the moment is a chappy called uh, Huey Greenwood. And he's been there, t- he's just, I think he's just got his 20-year service award. Goodness. And he does a Saturday night slot up there. So it really is like one giant family. Yeah, well, I think he's the longest one. The rest of us, like, I think Pete's the longest one again then, six years. And then there's John O'Farrell. He's another presenter that does a Wednesday night. I think he follows me on a Wednesday night. He's done about 10 to 15 years or something like that. Well, long may it continue and uh, and long may you continue to uh, enjoy uh, to enjoy your time yeah. there. <laughs> ah, you will. You'll be all right. Uh, give my love to your to your lovely sister. What was her name? It's Vicky, isn't Vicky, it? Yeah. Vicky, yeah. She's, uh, Vicky. She's a lovely lady. Oh, no, everybody's saying it. Let's play the sh- Let's have a Shadows week because uh, the TV ad reminded me how fab they were. Yes, they were. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll certainly bear that in mind. Listen, thank you so much for coming in to see me, Gary. It's been a pleasure coming in to see you, Lizzie. Yeah. And if you're in the, uh, the hospital, when can you hear your show? Wednesdays at four o'clock and a Friday at four o'clock.